A blessed 12th Sunday after Trinity to each and every one of you this morning, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. In our gospel text for today, we have before us a profound miracle performed by our Lord, and it's one that I'm sure you'll agree with me in thinking that it's just bizarre on the surface. We find our Lord in Gentile territory, no less, putting his fingers into a deaf man's ears, and after spitting, presumably on his fingers, touching the man's tongue. Now, of all the things our Lord was concerned about in that moment, social distancing was not one of them. Clearly, Jesus was content to do as he pleased, and evidently, it pleased our Lord to take this man into his own hands and heal him in a way that may well appear strange to us. But as is always the case with Jesus, appearances never quite tell the full story. He is, after all, the Lord of all creation, who took on human flesh. And with his mysterious words and deeds in our text for today, we're being drawn into the mystery of Christ making all things new. You see, in the beginning, the Lord created man in his own image and likeness. He made Adam and Eve such that they could receive his words and also respond in kind, that is, with words like his. They were able to absorb the light of God's wisdom with their ears and with their mouths They could communicate and reflect that light back to him and to each other. Their condition was similar to that of the moon. The glory of the moon is in its its reception of the sun's light, which it then reflects as it illuminates the night sky. So too, Adam and Eve were formed such that they could both absorb and reflect the glory of God's wisdom in their hearts, in their words, and in their very life. But as you know quite well, all of this changed for the worse when Adam and Eve fell into sin. As Eve listened to the voice of the serpent, it was as though her ears were stopped. In her willful rebellion, she would not receive the word of God with her ears, but the words of the serpent instead. The same became true for the man as well. Adam's ears were turned to the voice of the woman, and soon he had forsaken the word he received from God. He became deaf to it. And both the man and the woman then exchanged the words of divine wisdom on their lips for the taste of forbidden fruit on their tongues. Instead of reflecting the glory of God's wisdom, their mouths only reflected their own rebellion as they ate. And so I ask you, what good are your ears if they will not listen and truly hear the word of God? What good is your tongue if it can't bear witness to the one who made it and confess him to be your Lord? 
Not very. Is an answer good enough? The devil has indeed brought corruption to mankind, both spiritually and physically. And it's ultimately his work that men's ears cannot hear the word of the Lord. It's because of the devil that their tongues are utterly incapable of confessing the name of the Lord or communicating his divine wisdom. Sometimes you see these problems manifest themselves physically when people aren't able to hear or to speak or if they have speech impediments like the man in our text for today. But these physical ailments are symptoms of a much deeper illness, a spiritual one. In scripture, we find that the cause of all illnesses, physical maladies, and deformities of every kind is what's known as original sin. And this spiritual disease is truly horrifying and terrible beyond our knowing. It's a disease we've all inherited from Adam. And here's the worst part. There's no vaccine. There's no booster shot you can get at some clinic. We're all born and even conceived in this sin. It actively corrupts our entire nature and finally causes our death. Again, this corruption is why you find some people who are physically deaf or mute, for example. But it's also why all men are spiritually deaf and unable to speak rightly concerning the things of God apart from his salvific work. The damage done by sin goes further, though. Because of sin, mankind suffers spiritual death. And you need only look around at all the false teachers, blasphemers, the rampant wickedness, and godless men in our land to perceive that we're in the midst of a spiritual pandemic. It all started with the contagion of the devil's lies. And, this, and the ensuing plague has raged ever since the beginning. In Jesus, however, mankind has a new beginning. As God in human flesh, he is himself the restoration of humanity. And he's come to make us like himself without sin. Just look at what he did in our text for today. The crowd brought him a man who was deaf and had a speech impediment, and they begged him just to lay his hand on the man to heal him. But Jesus was determined to do more. He took the man aside privately, away from the crowd, and look what happened next. Jesus took the man into his own hands and fashioned him anew. It's just as one of our church fathers, St. Ephraim, the Syrian once said, that speechless man the Lord healed with the fingers of his body. He put his fingers into the man's ears and touched his tongue, and at that moment, with fingers that may be touched, he touched the Godhead that may not be touched. Immediately, this loosed his tongue and opened the clogged doors of his ears for the very architect of the body itself an artificer of all flesh, had come personally to him. End quote. After touching his ears and his tongue, the Lord Jesus looked up to heaven, 
for all good things come from our Father above. And Jesus then sighed. He groaned deeply as if his desire to heal this man had begun to burst forth from him. And with a word, our Lord opened him. He spoke to the whole man and said, Ephatha, be opened. And so it was. Not only were the man's ears unstopped, but the Greek text literally says the chain of his tongue was loosed. The work of the devil was undone. The man was able to speak, and the text said he did so plainly, or perhaps better, rightly. He spoke orthos, as in orthodox. And so in one fell swoop, the Lord Jesus both liberated this man from his imprisonment to sin, and he made him new. He was restored and made to be like Jesus. And the Lord saw that it was good. And just as it pleased our Lord to do more than simply lay his hand on this man, so too has it pleased him to do more than just heal this man alone. The scope of his mission is so much broader, so much deeper, and so much more magnificent than that. For the one who restored the man in our text was and is nothing other than the restoration of all mankind. Indeed, in Christ, God has seen fit to take our lowly form unto himself. The one who made human beings in the beginning has seen fit to make our nature his own and has perfected it in himself. And in doing so, he has become our new beginning. The Son of God didn't shy away from our lowly estate. He didn't keep his distance from us. No, the Lord has taken all our burdens unto himself. He bore our sicknesses, our infirmities, and most importantly, he bore all our sins on the cross. And in exchange for our sins, he gives us his wholeness, his purity, and even communion with his Father. And just as he groaned deeply before healing the man in our text, so too did he groan deeply before he died and was raised anew on the third day. Christ himself is our restoration. And one day, we too will be restored completely will be glorified in our bodies and our souls just as he is. We who are united to him by faith will be made like him, and the fullness of his glorified humanity will become ours. Yet we don't merely greet this reality from afar as if we experience nothing of it until some point in the distant future on a day unknown to us. No, we can even now taste the first fruits of this reality to come. Blessed are you if with your ears you hear the word of God and believe in the Lord Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins. For the Lord has taken you unto himself and your hearing has been restored. And if with your mouth you confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. 
Truly your tongue has been set free from its former bondage. Now indeed you speak rightly. The chains have been broken and you have been opened by Christ's holy word, just like the man in our text. As St. Paul says, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. The old has passed away. Behold, the new has come. So it is, and so it shall be. To Christ be all the glory forever and ever. Amen.